So I think that'll be something great that we can bring up on the next podcast and maybe do a couple of slides on that so people can get an idea so they'll know because that's yeah. really important to know those two different because when I do my, most people do their investment, they do investment, especially African-American, they do just the 401k. Right. Well, they don't worry right. about it, you know, but once you're, once you're, those who don't have the option for 401k, there are other options available. And other op- they need to know about those options. Yeah, they need to know about those options. And they also need to know that, you know, there are certain, certain companies out there that maybe are going through distress. There are certain companies that are no longer doing that match on those 401ks. And so the value of a 401k that does not, you know, match, you know, is somewhat decreased. Mm. And so, you know, we, we have to have uh, conversations about that and what to do with those 401ks when you're no longer working at that employer, because we have a very high unemployment right now, which means that there are a lot of 401ks that are out there, um, you know, just sitting out there that could potentially be rolled into IRAs. You're listening to the HNC Let's Talk podcast, hosted by Dexter Brooks. Thanks for tuning in to HNC Let's Talk podcast, We partner with subject matter experts to provide candid conversations on health and lifestyle. Here at HNC Let's Talk podcast, mental, physical, spiritual, financial, and health are all connected. This episode of HNC Let's Talk podcast is sponsored by HealthNet Co. Together, we make insurance simple. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Dexter Brooks with HNC Let's Talk Podcast, and we have our co-host, Demetrius Raiden Johnson. As he was saying, he's going to be talking about what is that, 401ks. Hey, Demetrius, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Dexter? Doing good, man. Doing good. It's been a busy... I, you know, I woke up this morning, I was thinking it was Thursday. <laughs> 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 I don't know why I was moving a week so fast, but I was like, oh, it's just Wednesday, doggone it, but... Been a busy day. Yeah, when you're under that quarantine, the days start meshing together. Yeah, but you know, I really haven't been as 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 quarantined as I had been before because I, um, like I said, we got the new office space, so we've been trying to get all that configured out. You know, making sure the postman is doing what he's supposed to do. Things are shipping in, and as I'm running back and forth from home to there, then home to there, so I'm sort of losing track of time most of the most each day this week. So. We'll yeah, I hear you. Plays out. So let's see now. We're going to talk about these 401ks and uh, these. What other investments? IRAs. IRAs, man. So, as we were talking about last week, you mentioned those. And I've always invested in 401k. No matter, whenever, no matter whatever I do when I get into an employer situation, the first thing I do is do my 401k. And I always go and do, you know, make sure they receive the matching. You know, that's to me, that's really important because it always helped during these times right now, especially when companies start downsizing or laying off. You always got that 401k. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a big uh, proponent of the, the 401k plan. Um, you know, especially when the employer is matching, um, you know, that's basically free money. So, when you don't contribute to that 401k, you're basically turning down, you know, free money. Uh, most companies will generally have a vesting schedule of some sort. Um, 
back in the day, they used to have them out as far as seven years, I believe, or so. And then they cut them down to about five years. And there are certain companies out there that will have even um, a three-year vesting schedule. And what that means is, is that, you know, as you put money into the account and the employer is also putting money into that account, more often than not, you're not immediately, um, you don't have immediate access to the employer's contribution, but over a given period of time, uh, you would gain access to those employer contributions. Ah. And so some, sometimes it could be three years, sometimes it could be five years. They have different schedules that they can set up. And, you know, for the employer, it's a, it's a benefit because it keeps uh, employees there. They're, you know, they're able to retain employees for a longer period of time if they know that they're going to get access to some of that free money. <laughs> and so, you know, they don't, they don't want to, you know, in year one and year two, be throwing money into this 401k and then you head out. You know, they want to keep you there at least, you know, three to five years um, or, or, or longer. So it's, it's mutually beneficial and they, they get a tax right. You know, they get some tax benefits for providing that as well. Um, but as we're seeing lately, there's a lot of companies that are suspending that 401k um, match just to, you know, help cut costs and those kind of things. And so, you know, I'm a big proponent, like I said, of the 401k plan. It's free money. Um, they've come under fire as of late just because of fees and, you know, are a little bit higher than, um, you know, than maybe they should be. Uh, given, you know, efficiencies in the market and efficiencies in investing. But I'm still a big proponent of the 401k, especially when they match. And so, um, so what's the difference between the, what's the, excuse me, what's the difference between the 401k and the IRA? Well, that's a good question. The, uh, the 401k is an employer sponsored plan. So they pay to have that set up. And again, they make the contribution. Uh, whereas the IRA, by definition, is an individual retirement account, the uh, 401k is is a group account. It's it's offered through the employer to a group of people, the employees. And with the IRA, and this is also true of the 401k nowadays, is that there is both a, a traditional version, um, and then there's also a Roth version. And oh, you know, really. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge question. A lot of people want to know, well, what's the difference between a traditional IRA and a Roth IRA? And, and again, now they have a Roth 401ks. And so, um, you know, not every employer offers those Roths, but, um, they, they definitely do exist in the 401k universe as well. Is there a benefit to the Roth 401k versus, um, just the regular 401k? Yeah. Yeah. There are definitely benefits, um, you know, just depending on your situation that will determine what's going to be a better fit for you. Uh, generally for younger people, the guidance that I give, um, because they have the benefit of, of time on their hands is that the, the Roth IRA or the Roth 401k is, is generally going to be more beneficial to you. And that's because, um, well, let, let's start, start out with the differences. So, with the traditional IRA, you're making contributions into an investment account or an investment vehicle. And within that investment vehicle, there are a, a number of different 
um, investments that you can be putting your money into. So within an IRA, you can invest in stocks, you can invest in mutual funds, you can ex- invest in exchange traded funds. Um, a number of different things uh, are available to you uh, within an IRA. Now, with the traditional IRA, those contributions are going to be made on a tax deferred basis, which means that as you're making those contributions and while that account is open, um, you're not paying any taxes on the, the monies that are appreciating in value through those investments, nor are you paying taxes um, on the dividends that might be received within that account. Mm. Now, again, it's it's not tax-free, but tax-deferred. And so when you defer taxes, that means that you're putting them off to a later date. And well, what is that later date? Well, you know, that's at retirement age. So once you reach retirement age, um, you know, I think it's 65, that you're able to pull those monies out and then you will be taxed at your ordinary income rate at that time. Now, the idea behind this with the traditional IRA is that, you know, while you're working, you're in a higher tax bracket. And when you retire and you're no longer working, theoretically, you're going to be in a lower income tax bracket. So you're able to withdraw those monies, your contributions plus earnings, and be in a lower tax bracket and pay less taxes on those monies than you would um, have ordinarily had you just received those funds as part of your paycheck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And right. so that that's kind of the benefit there. Um, now, with that in mind, Uncle Sam always wants his money. So <laughs> there is a, there's a point at which the, the IRS will force you to take those, those funds out. And for the longest time, it had been the age of 70 and a half. And I believe um, most recently they have pushed it out to 72. Okay. And so at the age, I believe, of 72, um, you have to take what they call required minimum distributions. And those required minimum distributions, well, you know, what's the minimum amount that you have to take out? Well, it's based on, you know, your age and your life expectancy. And there's these uh, divisors that they use, um, you know, to determine basically how long you're going to live. And so they make you take a minimal amount out um, because they don't want those monies to remain in a tax advantaged account forever. You know, mm-hmm. when you are required to take those monies out, they will be taxed. Okay. And so, you know, there are ways to get around that or to stretch that out even, even further. Um, but in general, that's, that's the idea is that at 70 and a half or now I believe 72, you have to take those required minimum distributions. And that's, again, that's within the traditional world. Okay. So, you know, again, the idea or the concept or the benefit of the traditional IRA is that you can defer paying taxes until a later date on both your contributions and on those earnings of those contributions. So say for instance, nowadays, you know, I think the the IRA um, contribution limit is at $6,000. Okay. So if you make $40,000 a year and you contribute $6,000 to a traditional IRA, you're able to decrease your adjusted gross income amount by the amount that you contributed to that IRA. So instead of reporting, 
you know, $40,000 worth of income, you know, you're able to report $34,000 of adjusted gross income. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got it. So, so that, that can be beneficial, you know, depending on your tax situation, it could maybe throw you in a slightly lower, you know, tax bracket or whatever. That's, you know, another benefit. So good now, question for you though. So yeah. we're look, so that if we're looking at the 401k and looking at the RA, um, new people, young people that are just now coming out of college or going into the workforce with a career. Now I would say, yeah, I recommend them jump into the 401k. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you recommend them to jump into the 401k? Well, you know, within the 401k, um, one, there are higher contribution limits. Two, um, you're going to benefit from that tax deferred growth, just like you do in the traditional IRA. Three, um, there's always, of course, that free money, that employer contribution. Um, the other benefit is that within the 401k, you really don't have to think about it much. That money is coming out of your check, um, you know, pre-tax, the employer's doing that, making, you know, pulling that out through their payroll deduction. And so you don't even think about it. And because it's coming out on a pre-tax basis, you know, even if you're making a 5% contribution or 6% contribution every paycheck um, or, you know, every month, however, you know, whatever frequency that you get paid or, or your payroll set up, you don't really notice it much. And, and again, that pre-tax amount is decreased. So even if you're contributing at 5 or 6%, the net effect to your paycheck will be closer to, you know, 4 or 3%. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't even notice it and it's, it's hugely beneficial. And it, again, the fact that it's automatic, um, is huge. It's huge. You don't have to think about making that contribution. A lot of times with traditional IRAs or Roth IRAs, a lot of times people don't set them up because it's something that they have to take it upon themselves to do. They've got to go online and open up an account. They've got to select the investment options, um, and, and do all that with the 401k, you know, you probably do have to make some of the investment options. Uh, some companies will have default investments that are already set up that, that the money will go into. But um, for the most part, it's just, you know, you just start working there, fill out a form, and then you set it and you forget it. And that's that's pretty much it. So th- those are the, the primary benefits that I would say um, with the 401k plan. Now, say I've been with the company now, XYZ Chemical, for five, eight years. And I decide to leave. What happens with my 401k? Good question. So if you're at the company and you have a separation of service, you you leave that company, you go somewhere else. Um, those monies generally will remain in that 401k account until you do something. Okay. Now, there are what they call safe harbor rules, which means that if you have a, a relatively modest amount of monies uh, within an account, um, they will maybe either make you take a distribution from that account or they will roll it into um, an IRA account out of the plan, out of the employer-sponsored plan for you. Um, you don't see that so much nowadays, but um, that is an option that's, a, that's available. Um, but otherwise, that money just sits there. And so, um, you know, oftentimes people will forget they will have worked for a number of employers and they've got 401k assets just sitting out there and, you know, 
which if you remember, if you ultimately remember, is not you know necessarily a bad thing. Those fund, those monies have still been moving up and down with the market this whole time. So, um, but once you're aware that those monies are there, you know, I generally in the past have recommended to clients that they roll that money out of that 401k plan um, into uh, normally a traditional IRA. Um, the reason that I say roll into a traditional IRA is because the 401k and IRA are taxed similarly. So when you roll from a 401k into a, a, tra a traditional IRA, um, there's no tax consequence there. If you have a, four, a traditional 401k, which most people do, most people don't have the, the Roth 401k. Um, but if you, if you have the traditional 401k and you roll it into a Roth IRA, because a Roth is an after-tax um, account, you will have to pay taxes on that amount that you rolled over um, mm. as, as income. Yeah. So I generally recommend rolling those 401ks into traditional IRAs. And when you do that, you open yourself up to a larger universe of investment options. Uh, with 401k plans, they generally will only allow you to have a certain amount of investments or mutual funds within that account. So um, there's that. So on the, say if I rolled it into an IRA, <clears throat> like you said, the downside of it, I basically have to manage that money myself, continue to contribute to it and focus on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. It, the, the monies aren't going to be coming out of your payroll. And now, that being said, uh, one of the boards that I sit on is working on something a little bit different, uh, especially in this, you know, specifically for the state of Colorado, where in the not too distant future, there may be an option to have monies come out of your payroll and go directly into an IRA. That's not something that is currently, you know, in place, but we're working on, on something that, you know, is going to be a little bit different than what has, has traditionally been available. But yeah, you're right. If you, when you roll that money from that 401k into a traditional IRA, it's now on you to decide where those monies are going to be allocated so far as, you know, what investments they're going to be in. It's on you to, Say, hey, this money is going to be coming out of my bank account and and going into um, this IRA. So, yeah, absolutely, it's 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 more um, on you. Or if you have an advisor or financial coach or you know whoever that you're dealing with, um, they may be able to provide you some guidance. Someone like myself, you know, say, hey, I rolled this money from my 401k into an IRA. You know, where are some some places that I might think about investing within this IRA now that it's no longer with my employer? So, yeah. So, so basically, um, from what I'm hearing, it's more advisable to actually have a financial advisor or someone like yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely recommend working with someone, um, you know, within the 401k, there's not a whole lot of damage you can do um, because those investments for the most part have been pre-screened and you know all the employees have the same 25 or 30 or however many funds are available within that 401k to invest in and so you know those have, have already been kind of looked at um, at the employer level uh, to say hey these aren't going to be too risky and um, you know people aren't going to lose all their money um, 
for the most part. So, but once it's in that IRA, now that it's in an individual retirement account, um, it might, you know, behoove you to seek the guidance and counsel of someone that can help you to actively uh, manage those, uh, those investment assets. And also make sure that you don't, you know, do something that is going to, you know, unnecessarily expose you to, uh, to tax liability and that kind of thing. So now one other thing with the 401k that I didn't mention is that, um, you know, when you're working for an employer, there generally is going to be an option to take a loan out against that 401k. So that's also a benefit of the 401k is that you can borrow against those assets. I generally don't advise that people do that if they can avoid it, but um, sometimes there is a need to maybe pull some of those, uh, take a loan against your own account. You can borrow from yourself um, as opposed to going to the bank and borrowing from them at potentially a higher interest rate. Yeah, I've seen that before uh, where they have it set up for uh, hardship loans. Yeah, yeah, you can take you can take a hardship loan. You can, um, you know, there's a number of ways that you can have access to the money within a 401k. Um, loans are not available within an IRA. So that's kind of a drawback when you're comparing the two. Um, and again, the contribution limits on the IRA are lower uh, than they are with the uh, the four hundred one k, you can contribute uh, considerably more to a four hundred one k than you can an IRA. So, um, but that loan functionality, you know, I used to work at um, at TI Craft, and they they have what's called four hundred three bs, and so four hundred three bs are just like pretty much just like four hundred one ks, except they're offered to um, hospitals, research firms, people that work at universities, um, those those types of folks that work in kind of like a nonprofit or public service um, environment. And so um, I was a wealth management consultant um, at TI Craft and people oftentimes uh, would call in and want to take loans out against their, uh, against their 403B plan. And, and they were, you know, they were able to do that and then they would pay back the loan through their, their payroll deduction. So it would just, you know, come out of their paycheck and pay, pay themselves back. So, yeah, that's another benefit is the loans. Now, do does anyone need to know anything about stocks and bonds or anything like that to jump into an IRA or a four hundred one k? Or I would say more so within the IRA um, that you're going to maybe want to educate yourself or have someone again give you some guidance about you know stocks or or other things that you might want to invest in. Um, it's not always the case, but generally the case within the four hundred one k plan, they're not going to um, have individual stocks that are going to be available to you. Um, they'll keep it limited to mutual funds and um, maybe exchange traded funds or what have you. It's mainly been mutual funds that have been in 401ks since uh, I think 401ks came out in 1978 or so. Um, there was a time at which people, you know, had pensions and, you know, people, mm-hmm. you know, older folks um, were very used to getting pensions. And, you know, that was set up by the employer. And when you retired, you know, you get your pension and pay out. But then there was a shift and they said, well, now we're going to make it to where um, the responsibility of providing for your retirement is going to be shifted to the employee. So now the employee is responsible for making those contributions to the 401k plan. And 
um, you know, pensions. There are fewer and fewer companies that that offer pensions nowadays. Yeah, so I, um, I haven't seen that many of those that still do that. You're right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of you know, a lot of government employees have pensions still. Um, you know, I know if you work for the state or the city or you know different municipalities, they will have a pension. Uh, like the police departments and the fire departments, they still have pensions. And, um, you know, really old companies that are kind of big, uh, they, they still have pensions. But for the most part, you know, pensions have, have gone the way of the dodo bird. You know, they're, they're pretty much extinct. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're pretty much out of there. But, you know, 401ks are there. And, um, you know, we're working on a, on a new type of retirement plan with the secured savings plan, which is, you know, basically a modified um, traditional or Roth IRA that might be, you know, facilitated by the state and, and offered through, uh, the employer. So, you know, the, the landscape of, of the investment world and retirement accounts is, is definitely changing. So, you know, I highly recommend that you seek the, the counsel of somebody that's kind of on top of things and that can be there to give you some guidance as to, you know, where exactly you want to put those, those monies. So I'm just thinking because I know when I first jumped into the corporate world, I wasn't that familiar with the 401k and I just sort of like did it just to do it to see, you know, I really didn't want somebody else handling my money. Cause you know, you come from the black family. You don't, you know, put your money on your pillow, you put it in the bank. You don't do 401ks. <laughs> you don't do art, you know, that thing, you know, yeah. that myth that's been there forever, but I did yeah. it anyway. And it was, it was beneficial. So I've always focused on that. And um, I'm still the IRA and the Roth thing. There, like you say, it's it's a little bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Well, you know, the Roth came along after the traditional IRA, and you know, I think it's a great thing. Um, you don't get the same benefits. You get, you know, you get different benefits. I don't want to say necessarily that one is better than the other, um, but I am a big fan of the the Roth IRA, and that's because while you don't get the the tax deferred benefit, you don't get to decrease your income by the amount that you contribute. But you, when you do pull those monies out, you don't have to pay taxes on any of the earnings. Okay, so I'll give you an example. So client A is putting money into a traditional IRA, and, and both clients here. Um, both A and B clients are making $40,000 a year. Well, client A puts money in a traditional IRA and they put $6,000 in there. Well, client A is able to decrease their income by that, that $6,000. Client B puts their money in a Roth IRA. Well, they're not able to uh, decrease their income by the amount that they contributed. They still are reporting making $40,000. And we're going to say that both client A and client B are the same age and say they're 25 years old. Well, client A who put that money into the traditional IRA, when they turn, you know, 65 or they turn, you know, retirement age, or I think it's 59 and a half actually is the age. Um, when they turn 59 and a half, they have access to that money and they're going to pull it out and they're going to be taxed at their ordinary income at, uh, you know, at that rate at that time, which theoretically is going to be lower because they're retired. Now, 
client B who put money into that IRA, you know, when they turn 59 and a half and they pull their money out, they don't have to pay any taxes on the money that they they put in there because it had already been taxed. They they weren't able to decrease their income in the you know to begin with. Mm. They've already paid income taxes on that money. So when they pull that the earnings out or they put when they uh, pull out their contrib- contributed amount, they don't pay taxes on that. Nor do they have to pay taxes on any of the earnings, the appreciated value. Oh really? Oh yeah. Didn't, didn't know that. So yeah, so they don't have to pay. That uh, that income tax, like the traditional IRA person does, so you don't get the upfront benefit of being able to decrease your income, um, but you do get the back end benefit of not having to pay taxes um, on any of the earnings over you know the period of time that you've been making those contributions, which could be substantial. Um, you know, you're making contributions for 25, 30 years. Um, the appreciated value of that account when you pull it out. Not having to pay taxes on any of that can be hugely beneficial. Now that's a big plus. <laughs> yeah, that's a that, that's a huge that's a huge plus. I mean, mathematically speaking, you know, again, the idea with the traditional was good when it came out. Was that you know you get your older and and you're going to be taxed at a, at a lower rate because you're not working. But in thirty years or forty years, do we know what the tax brackets are going to look like? Do we know how we're going to be taxing people in 30 or 40 years? We don't know. And so, you know, it may be at a lower rate, maybe at the same rate, could be at a higher rate. We don't have any, any control over that. Mm-hmm. We don't have, you know, as a, as a investor, you don't have any control over tax rates. And so with the Roth, being able to have access to, you know, invested funds that you've already paid taxes on and being able to pull out the, uh, the, all those gains, and not have to pay taxes on it is huge. It's a huge benefit. That is a huge benefit. So I, yeah. I, I have a Roth and I have a traditional. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's perfectly fine. Um, what I would recommend, and, and most people do. Um, well, I won't say most people do, but it it can be a common occurrence for people to have both. Now, you can only contribute up to that maximum. Um, like I said, I think it's been, it's just been recently raised to uh, 6,000. And I think that there's also a provision where if you're over a certain age, there's a catch up provision where you can contribute like 500 or a thousand dollars more um, than that, that uh, 6,000 that everybody else can. Now that contribution limit applies to both accounts. So, you know, you can put 3000 in one and 3000 in the other, but you cannot put 6,000 in both. It can only be split between the two. Right, right. It's a total amount of, of $6,000. And we talked about this a little bit in the last podcast, but this year is a little bit different than most in that the tax filing deadline has been extended. So say, for instance, last year, you didn't, you didn't put the maximum amount that you could have in there. Well, you know, you have ordinarily up until April 15th to make a prior year contribution. You can make a 2019 contribution to your IRA um, in 2020. And since the tax filing deadline this year has been pushed out to July 15th, you have even longer to do that. So, 
you know, it's June right now. So people are still able to put money in and say, well, I want this to go towards last year's um, contribution limit. And your question is, well, why would people want to do that? Well, it has been a strategy of some people who contribute to IRAs to maybe want to put in their tax refund into their IRA. Well, you don't file taxes, you know, until, you know, February, March, you know, April sometime. And so if you get that tax refund back and you weren't able to max out your IRA last year, you can potentially, depending on how much you get back, use that money towards maxing out last year's contribution. Mm. So, you know, it's a strategy that some people use. Um, there's different ways that you can benefit from making prior year contributions, but uh, people should definitely be aware. You know, if they come about some money or you get your stimulus check or whatever, um, you know, you can make a, a 2019 contribution to your IRA. Or if it's your first time, say it's your first time and you say, hey, I want to get going with this investing stuff. I want to set up a Roth IRA and I've got this stimulus check. Well, you know, I want to contribute for both last year and this year. Well, you can put that, I don't know, 1200 or however much money it is they're given for the stimulus and you can apply it to 2019's contribution year. Okay. And so when you do that with a traditional IRA, if you haven't filed your taxes already, again, you can decrease your adjusted gross income by the amount that you contributed. Excellent. Yeah. So that there's some, again, some you know, these points. are, these, these are things that, you know, you want to talk to with your, your tax person and with your, um, with your, your financial advisor, um, because they're going to be able to best advise you um, as to what's going to be more beneficial for you. Uh, when I talk to clients, you know, I'm not a tax person, but I know a little bit about taxes as they pertain to investment. And, you know, you want to have a team of people, ideally, that are going to be around you to uh, set up things for your best interest. And so, um while most people don't have, you know, a tax accountant or whatever, um, if you're only contributing to a traditional or a Roth IRA, um, you're probably, um, you know, in a place where your your financial person is going to be able to give you um, decent enough, um, you know, tax guidance on your uh, on your investing. Correct. Now, how can our listeners um, reach out to you if they're needing to? Um, oh, well, you know, I, I definitely welcome folks reaching out to me. I love answering questions. I love helping people, especially with, uh, with 401ks and IRAs, because, um, you know, the people that I deal with are working class people. And those are the people that generally contribute to IRAs and 401ks, because, you know, if, if, you know, if you're making millions and millions of dollars, you don't, you don't even have the IRA available to you and you're not able to contribute to, uh, you generally are not going to have a 401k available to you. And so I definitely welcome folks reaching out to me about um, 401k. So they can, you know, they can go to the website, which is, you know, dsquaredfinancial.com. Um, they can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, you know, my name, I'm pretty easy to find. Um, I've been working, you know, as I've gotten my little fledgling company off the ground, I've been working on search engine, 
um, optimization or whatever. So, you know, you can just search up D squared financial. <laughs> uh, you can search up, you know, Demetrius, you know, Demetrius Raiden Johnson. And so um, now if you search up Demetrius Johnson, you might get this, uh, you know, this uh, MMA fighter. I guess we share the same name. And so apparently he's really good, but we share the same name and I'm not, I'm not a fighter, but um, you know, if you search up Raiden Johnson or Demetrius Raiden Johnson, you'll be able to find me or, or you can also call me. I welcome people to, you know, they can call the office. Um, it's 720-722-1290. And, um, you know, I, I definitely take phone appointments and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, I want to open myself up as a resource, um, you know, to your audience and to anybody that might just be struggling or have, have questions about 401ks or IRAs. I definitely love helping out people with that. Now, since Demetrius mentioned search engine, so if you search it, if you search his name and you run across HNC Let's Talk podcast, feel free to reach out to us. We'll get you in touch with Demetrius Raiden Johnson because I'm sure he's he's tied into that now. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and I, you know, and I definitely appreciate that. You know, uh, you know, the podcast. Um, has definitely helped out. Um, I, I love your, your platform and, you know, I'm, I'm not much of an orator, so I don't, you know, I generally, you won't find me, you know, standing up on TV or on stage and that kind of thing. I like having conversations like you and I are having. So, um, I definitely want to, you know, you know, give you a shout out and, and, and give thanks to you, uh, allowing me to, you know, have these types of conversations with you because I think that they're hugely important. And, and can be extremely beneficial to people that are out there that, you know, you know, they want to invest, they want to participate in the market, they have questions, um, but they don't necessarily, you know, know where to go because the internet can be a, an interesting place. You know, you search up IRAs, you search up, you know, investments and that kind of stuff, and it can be information overload. And so, um, you know, being able to have these kind of candid conversations and, and is, is definitely beneficial to, I think, you know, your audience. And it's also beneficial uh, to me because, um, you know, again, my, my passion is to, to help people um, as best I can when it comes to this kind of stuff. Awesome. So before we wrap up today, so let's just go down a little bit here and see. Now, we touched base on a few things, but we haven't touched base on something we should talk about on your next podcast. Uh, life, mm. life insurance. Life insurance, yes, uh, the cornerstone of of any good financial plan. Um, you know, I, I'm definitely a huge fan of life insurance. In my opinion, in my observation, it is one of, if not the, cheapest ways to create generational wealth. I mean, I've looked at a lot of things that you know people invest in and. I'm a huge fan of investing in real estate. I'm a huge fan of investing in the, in the stock market. Um, you know, the last podcast we talked about, we talked about investing in yourself. And I definitely feel like life insurance is a means by which uh, people can invest in themselves. And so I am a huge fan of life insurance. I, I switched over, you know, my focus um, from investments and things about you know, 10 years into my career. And I said, Hey, you know, I made the determination that if I'm going to help people, um, create wealth, if I'm going to help people, um, with their finances, I need to gain an advanced knowledge of both, um, the investment world and the life insurance world, because most of the best financial planners that are out there 
know about both, you know, mm-hmm. broke, you know, brokers and those guys, they, you know, investment brokers, they know about investments, but they tend to have very limited knowledge of, of, uh, of insurance. And the opposite is true. Life insurance guys tend not to know much about investments or not to know as much about investments. So, you know, each, each person wants to sell you what they know the most about, but to have a complete plan, you know, I definitely am a believer in that your, your financial team needs to be comprised of people that know about both. So that's a winner. So, um, so our next podcast, as you guys know, Demetrius is on there every Wednesday and we think we make some adjustment on the time slots, what 5 PM mountain time seems to work better for him and myself. (laughs) 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 So uh, next Wednesday we'll be touching base on the life insurance. So Demetrius, what, um, on your closing, what advice do you give anyone on 401ks and um, IRAs? Well, the advice or guidance that I would give on 401ks and IRAs is, again, to contribute, to participate. You know, when, when they talk about 401ks, in my world as an advisor, um, you know, they say, well, what is your participation rate? When I'm talking to an employer or the HR person that is overseeing um, a 401k plan, my question is, what is your participation rate? And what that means is, of your employees, how many of them are contributing to 401ks? And the word participation, I think, is is important because it's it's a common word when talking about 401ks. And I encourage people to participate, participate in the market and participate in your 401k. Um, again, it's going to be some of the only free money that you're ever going to get. And so I highly encourage people to, to participate in the 401k. I encourage people to contribute to their IRA account, um, you know, especially because of the, the various benefits um, between either the, the traditional IRA and the the Roth IRA. So my advice to people in general is to take advantage of the uh, tax advantaged accounts that are made available to you. They're tools in your tool belt to help you to achieve and to build your goal of creating, um, you know, a financial house to create a foundation. And so you have to use the tools that are made available to you um, to, to build um, a solid retirement. Awesome. Now I'm just going to, before we close, I'm going to mention to everyone that we have moved. Our new office location is now 12500 East Iliff Avenue, Suite 230. We are now in Aurora, Colorado. It feels fun if we nice. say that. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the new location. I'm really excited for you. Thank you, man. I'm excited about it too. I love the area. It's more, it's more business and residential mix instead of just being more business. Um, so you get to get out and actually get to know your neighbors. So that's yeah, cool. that's good. That's good. I can't wait to come out there and visit you and see the new office. Oh, I'll yeah, be out to Colorado before you know it. Yeah, you got to get out of here. Get out here before this for the uh, for the winter time and uh, COVID pops back up real heavy. You know. 
right? (laughs) (laughs) All right, everyone. I'm Dexter Brooks with HNC Let's Talk Podcast. And on that note, you guys have a great evening. And Demetrius, again, I want to thank you for joining us. Until next week, be safe and be well.